Rewatch Podcast. These are the Corona Chronicles. I'm one of your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Eamon. Hey, everybody. Virus. Shit is getting real. <laughs> so here we are, week uh, week three of these episodes. How you guys doing? Living the dream. Not yeah. my dream, but someone's. Sure. Someone's dream, the, the liberal media's dream. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I have a feeling we're already going to get a comment about that in the... Yeah. Uh, dream media. Mm. I, I do that you know it's all based on that book it's all based on that book they're making it up based on that dean coons book oh my god do you guys that's like real talk guys hashtag real talk uh do you guys have a lot of that like on your facebook feeds or social media feeds not a ton but way too much (laughs) i agree it's it's a small percentage of people but it upsets me a whole lot and it's it's like i don't know it's really nerve-wracking i don't know and i like obsessively read it too which is bad of I'm like, I go, I go down the rabbit hole. I'm like, oh, what is this person saying? I gotta, oh, it's rough. The rabbit hole. Be safe, people. Be smart. Be yes. smart. Be safe. Yeah. Read things from like, uh, you know, real news. <laughs> or like the like CDC. That. Yeah. Get smart. Mm. That's Ooh, you. Your, your favorite Steve Carell vehicle. That's right. My favorite Hathaway Carell. Rock? Isn't the rock in that too? Better believe it. That might be the last movie. I forget whether that's like the last movie he's credited as The Rock. Oh. Or like the first movie where he like drops it. Hmm. But I want to say it's significant for that reason. Mm-hmm. That was a real moment when he stopped being The Rock and started yeah. just, you know, Dwayne got to be Dwayne. I guess so. Although, like, are people younger than us, do they refer to him as Dwayne and not The Rock? Like, that's- if they never knew him as a wrestler, like, I would still call him The Rock. Yeah, just default to the rock. Hmm. Yeah, because you smell what he's cooking, so how can you not? That's right. I smell ah, what he's cooking. Very good. Very good. Very, very good. Okay. Uh, So, um, I guess I can lead off with this. We had some fun. This would be fun to share with people. Uh, I had a fun thing happen this week. Fun. It's an insane thing. Uh, This stray cat, uh, I guess, uh, decided to have a litter of kittens in my backyard under my porch uh so i went to the back door the other day i looked out the window and there was a tiny little kitten just sitting on a tree stump and i was like "Uh oh a tree stump (laughs) yeah uh so i went back there and he ran under the porch and i looked under there and there were a total of five kittens so do you guys want to see the kittens uh is that even a question all right one second i'm gonna pull i'll pull two up right now whoa i'll pull two it's two whole kittens. Two kittens to paradise. <laughs> That's uh, but they're five kittens. So where does that get you? If paradise is two, what is five? Extra paradise. Extra paradise. Yeah. Here they go. Oh. Five kitten paradise. Yeah. Oh shit. Oh my god. <laughs> Did you just bludgeon you. one of them against the microphone stand? Whoops. There we go. Hey guys. Here oh. they are. They're so cute. Oh my God, that's devastating. <laughs> oh, Adorable. They're so, so cute. So this one here is Mala. 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 And she is, uh, she's actually the very first one we rescued. Uh, was she the one on the stump? No, actually. Uh, anyway, so this one here, uh, she, yeah, she, she was like just kind of confident. Like I went to crawl under there and she came right out. Uh, and so she's been pretty adventurous. And this here, hey bud. 
This is Byung Byung. Uh, I'm sorry, so what? Byung Byung. B-I-A-N-G. So is there like a, a theme to these? Uh, so these are all themed after uh, Chinese mian dishes. So they're the mian family, uh, which mian is a uh, noodle in Chinese. So we thought we'd so kind of theme them after the some of our favorite stuff and name noodles. them after, what's that? So you named all the kittens after noodles. After noodles. Or noodle dishes, I guess. Right. So why just Chinese noodles? Why not broaden it, broaden it to the wider world of noodles? Like this well, is this is my kitten Tagliatelle. <laughs> uh, well, I love Chinese food. Uh, I make it almost exclusively, and uh, especially all those mian dishes. So uh, yeah, and also like I don't know. Well, frankly, I've seen some uh, the town I live in a uh, little racist stuff going around, uh, and some also weird stuff on Facebook, uh, as previously mentioned from some people. Uh, which is pretty upsetting. And so uh, if people aren't aware of some like fucking cool Chinese stuff, like delicious mian dishes, uh, they should be. And so, I don't know, maybe I'll actually even post these on our Rewatcher Facebook page if we want. There's a, I made up little uh, posters for each one that's got like a little description of what the noodle dish is. So I think these guys are gonna go back in the little pan. So yeah, well, I, do, I don't know of a social media presence that isn't enhanced by cats, so. That's true. Yeah. People love cats. It's true. Meow. Not the movie Cats, though. That did not do well. <laughs> no. Dude, when's when's uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber going to stream that? That's a good question. That's a, that, that is, is a good, good question. He's streaming all those musicals. Yeah. I saw Cats for the first time only a few months ago uh, because I had oh. to buy tickets to be guaranteed tickets to see Hamilton when it came to Philadelphia. Wow. I, I was not prepared. I was not in any way ready. And my fiance had seen it like as a kid, so she kind of knew what to expect. And the whole time she was just watching my reactions, like <laughs> it's amazing. Baffling. Well, I feel like a schlub just sitting here with my same two doggos, but wow. they are they are sleeping peacefully here with like Mr. Dashwell Justice over here. Bad shot of him, but uh, you know. How about you, Eamon? Any fun pets in your life? Uh, no pets. Uh, my friend who lives near my girlfriend's house where I'm currently sequestered, um, he has some cute dogs. Ah. So I see them every now and then. Uh, Even, uh, for some reason, the way your shirt and your sweater are coming together, it kind of looks like you're wearing a bib right now, and I choose to maintain that fiction. <laughs> yeah, I kind of thought that too. Would you have lobster? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had lobster for breakfast. Very <laughs> good. That was my pet, but up until this morning, and then I boiled it <laughs> and ate it. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate this is a premise of a Simpsons episode. Yeah. No, I'm wearing a, a white sweater. Oh, you played polo? Yeah. I'm polo <laughs> yeah, yeah. You couldn't tell. Yeah, but that's water, cool. Water and traditional. Nice. Here's your dogo. Yeah, he just got up to reposition himself. Do the horses go in the water for water polo? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, they give him uh, snorkels. And, and, that, and you still play it with the hammer, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Okay, so uh, we should intro what we're doing here. So uh, this is our third episode. Um, and so we're kind of putting season six on hold just for a bit uh, while this all shakes out with the quarantine and COVID-19. Um, 
so yeah, we wanted to kind of give season six its uh, its due, I guess, and we thought the best way to do that would be have all of us in the same room uh, talking about it. Uh, so uh, we're we have this huge backlog of reader mail that we haven't gotten to, and so we've done two episodes already, focusing on basically all the reader mail we've gotten, uh, and we've got some more this time. And this time we've kind of reformatted things, so Eamon and Kyle are going to be able to read them this time, and we're going to discuss it. Uh, it's going to be pretty cool. Um, and also, we got to mention here, there's going to be a big surprise at this, the end of the episode. A big surprise. So you have to stick around to the very, very end, like last seconds, right? It's going to be cool. Is it Eamon's right. testicles? Is that the surprise? What's that? Is it Eamon's testicles? Yep, they only come out at the end. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Afternoon. Yeah. They're afternoon testicles. Right. Sounds about right. Right. That bib's going to come in handy. <laughs> uh, very good. It's something. Uh, should we uh, dive into some a mail? Yeah, you guys ready to start? Who wants to read email number one? Uh, I can do it. All right. Oh, so Amen. these uh, emails Definitely are all about the, the episode Revelation 6-8, which is from last season. So, Eamon, take it away. Guys, why isn't it Revelation 69? Up top. Up top. Uh, <laughs> that's a good question. I think it's a failure. Yeah. It's a failure. A failure. I, I don't know what Revelation 6-9 says, but... Yeah, I wonder. I imagine it's just God's version of, a, of two dudes high-fiving. I think that's what it is. Sure. God invented the high-five. Uh, this email is from David G., friend of the show. Redubbers, the 100th episode. You guys are ready to syndicate the shows dedicated to the TV show. Congrats. Now the real money starts coming in. Once again, you guys did a great job of breaking the Highlander lore down. A few notes and questions. On the episode, maybe not being up to directorial snuff. So this is the episode Adrian directed. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I believe it so. It is indeed. So we're calling Adrian out. Uh, we're not. He is. Yeah. <laughs> Typically, the final cuts are left up to the producers, showrunners on an episode. A director hands over their edit, but then it falls out of their hands entirely. Now with AP, Adrian Paul, that's my explanation of what AP is. It might be a slightly just, different... Did anyone just see what just happened here? No. I'm sorry, I'm calling it out because we're all on camera. Uh, I just dribbled water all over myself. I'm really sorry. I don't know why I'm apologizing to you, but everyone had to see it. You know, I was reading along with Eamon, but... <laughs> So I missed it, but thank you for calling attention to your shades. <laughs> That's why I have my bib. Yeah, it's important. Now with AP, Not just for lobster. Yeah, mm, water too. Might be a slightly different story as he's the show lead and has to be kept happy. Who knows, Highlanders? Who knows? Who knows, Highlander? So do you guys think they they took it out of AP's hands and did a little? A little of their own editing, do we think? I kind of don't think so. I think he was probably pretty involved in it. And perhaps that also explains, like, why, why there's some, like, stylistic differences in that show, I think. Mm -hmm. Like, remember there's, like, we were, we were comparing to, what, the Born Identity or something? With that typeface? Right. Yeah. yeah. So that was, like, new to the episode. Like, they didn't do it in the first part. It was just the second right. part. So I don't know. It, it, that, to me, is a clue that maybe Adrian was, uh, you know, giving some input. Yeah. I want this to be like the Born Identity. That rhymes. Yeah. That movie starring Matt Damon that hasn't come out yet. Prophetic. <laughs> have you guys ever read those books? I have not. Hmm. No. I'm not really into That's Tom Clancy, right? 
Is it? No, that's um, I forget his name. It's not Tom Clancy though. Tom Clancy is the uh, Jack. Jack Bryan. Uh... Um, I'm gonna look it up real quick. Wow. But uh, let's go. To the <laughs> second point: Mythos ain't a hero at all, right? Isn't he supposed to be the most powerful immortal? As Eamon said, he did the very least he could do by letting Cassandra leave. He's a total dick. I'm not saying I don't like him as a character, but he's a raging asshole. And regarding the comparison to Darius, it doesn't even come close. Darius isn't really redeeming himself, is he? He's under the influence of a quickening. So is it even Darius's decision? This is why I hate this dark light quickening nonsense. It's inconsistent and bullshit. Duncan kills bad guys almost 24 times a year. That up. What doesn't take its toll? Isn't it like eating a bunch of fatty foods? Wouldn't someone need to take some good quickenings to balance shit out? Fuck you, dark and light quickenings. Wow. <laughs> Hot take from David G. I agree with that last part. Uh, yeah, because I don't think those are funny or like are fun. Robert Ludlum is who yeah. wrote the Bourne books. Ah, uh, Lud's. Not Tom Clancy, but back to David G's question. It's like, yeah, the, the, the whole thing is odd when you view Darius, one of the best, like one of the most good characters in the show through the light of these dark light quickenings. Because that's like, oh, okay, your will was overborn and it made you a good person. Like, right. The born identity. That's right. If, Ludlow. If, yeah. If we are in any way willing to give Mac a pass for his rapey antics during his dark quickening, wh what does that cause us to prorate for, you know, hundreds of years of Darius's goodness? That's a really good point. I never thought about it like that. I think we maybe take it for granted that he changed in that way. Because mm -hmm. it is kind of tossed away in the first season. It's like, oh, yeah, and he had a quick ending, and then he was different. It's like, okay, and then you move on. But, uh, yeah, there's ramifications to that. Was he really changed? Mm. Mm. Who knows? Highlander. Who knows? Uh, David, yeah, good stuff. a new point. Duncan totally has a double standard for immortals. Joe does one bad thing, and he gets on the outs. But an immortal can do whatever the hell they want, and all they have to do is apologize to Duncan, except Richie. Duncan is a bigger asshole to Richie than Batman is to Dick Grayson. <laughs> Duncan sets another double standard when it comes to a lady immortal. But what do you guys think? Should Duncan have stepped aside and watched Cassandra take Mythos's head? She's no saint either. She tried to seduce a 13-year-old boy. But then, are we judging a lot of what we perceive to be wrong from our more enlightened time? Mythos can from a slave-taking culture. I'm not excusing it, but would anyone have behaved differently? Same with Cassandra. Child brides were, and sadly are, still a thing. Was she behaving differently? Anyway, good episode, and my feud with Keith has ended. <laughs> wow. It's exciting. That is good stuff. Fine. It's what? finally made public months after it was written. The feud <laughs> is over. Months after it was right. spoken. Yeah, well, we the, the the standards in this show are all over the place all the time. Uh, they are. And, you know, real double standard with Richie in that it's the, but Duncan actually kills him. Yeah. So, yeah, Duncan, it's weird. Duncan's 
moral compass is like all over the board in this show. Yeah. Which I mean, I guess it has to be in some respects because it's a weekly show uh, and they want to do different things. Um, what I, do you guys, oh, sorry. I, I, I don't know if this show is done today. They, they might have a more consistent Duncan. Sure. I think they would. Yeah. What do you guys think about his point about like, you know, their morals are of their day? Um, so I disagree for the most part. Uh, you know, obviously, like the, the point about people do like, but would anyone have behaved differently? The answer is clearly yes, because we know that some people did behave differently. Right. Yeah. Some people uh, had that choice and didn't make it. Yeah. And like, I don't gather that Cassandra, Cassandra's people were warlike slave taking peoples. Or at least we're not led to think that. I guess we don't really know. They were but more of a, a stick bundling people. They were yeah. stick, stick herders. Yeah. So it's like, it's not, we, I'm not left with the impression of like, oh, Mythos and his band got them before they got, you know, before the shoe was on the other foot. It's like, no, they enslaved a fundamentally peaceful people. Uh, right. And I don't know that there was ever too much of a, a culture for like ancient women with like 13 year old boy thirst traps <laughs> like oh i don't i don't know that that was ever quite a thing so thirst mats mm -hmm. so that's my take cool kyle do you want to read the next email surely reader mail the second uh so this is from a uh, friend of the show brian's brian s Brian's. Which he titles A Witch, Horseman, and Quickenings. Oh my! Uh, hello, Horseman of the Rewatchalypse. I like that. Uh -oh. that's, that's some good wordplay right there, Brian's. We appreciate you. Finally, we're in the home stretch of the series with episodes 99 and 100. I thought that Kronos was on the trail of Mythos, hence the deaths of the immortals that the other Mythos convinced to lay down their swords. Hey oh. I think we're all in agreement on this point, right? I think so. It's a good point that I didn't consider initially. Yeah, I think this is good stuff. But that made it easy peasy for Kronos to take their heads. What are the odds that Kronos ends up in the same city that Mythos was last seen in? Fair point. Uh, well, gentlemen, I look forward to more of your outstanding coverage and insight. Hell yeah. I recently joined Patreon, your good man, Brian's, in support of your efforts. I know it's a bit late in the game, but you guys are indeed the prize and princes of the universe. Hey, thanks. That's real nice. And, uh, you know, general reminder for people to tiptoe on over to Patreon. I know it's tough right now, but uh, you are the backbone of our content, and we appreciate you. Very much. Very much so. And All right. Shall we move on to email number three? Do it. All right. Uh, this is from Mark N. Uh, and this is Mark's three things. Uh, so Mark writes us uh, three points about every episode, which is great. Uh, and this is from July. Um, he says, another great episode covering a great episode, guys. Mythos's fine line between meticulous planning and improvisation is uh, brought to the fore here. And whether on purpose or simply because they rushed through the plot to get to the fantastic battle, we're left wondering about his motivations basically until the final moment. Great stuff. Here are my three things. Point one. When Silas and Mythos are having their heart-to-heart -heart in the monkey lab... <laughs> 
Uh, it's <laughs> Monkey. itself a great scene played by two talented actors. Uh, Silas called back and filmed me your line. Um, like you always say, Mythos, we live, we grow stronger, and then we fight. Uh, Mythos used the same-ish line uh, in, to McLeod in his own first episode. He said, remember, Highlander, live, grow uh, strong. Sorry. <laughs> live, grow stronger, fight another day. It's fun to see such a callback happen, especially from a first-time writer. That's great. Yeah, that's clever. Point the second. As fun as the character of Cassandra was, her actor, Tracy Scoggins, will not likely be remembered for her accent work. In this episode, her default Midwestern twang can be heard around uh, minute 25, 25, uh, in the YouTube episode, saying, Duncan, what took you so long? Uh, without a hint of faux Britishness. And point three. <laughs> oh, Scoggins. Uh, Scoggins. Uh, you guys went into detail on how unlikely it uh, was that Duncan could zero in on the abandoned submarine base by going to a pet store owner and asking about 100 monkeys. Um, in the original U.S. airing, the 10-second pet shop scene wasn't even there. It was a Euro minute, uh, which means we see Duncan show up at the base without a, any hint of knowledge uh, how he figured out its location. Um, it's possibly an example of sloppy writing backed up by sloppy editing. Um, and that that pet shop scene was probably supposed to be longer. Um, but they at least tried to tie together Duncan disappearing over the side of the bridge uh, with suddenly popping up for a climactic battle. Yeah, fair. That is so odd. It's like, let me find the monk, the pet store owner, not like the monkey wholesaler. Also, where does one wholesale monkeys? Oh, man, if this was today, we could add a whole, uh, you know. Monkey uh, King? Cronus King, yeah, exactly. He's just Joe Exotic. Yeah. Cronus Exotic. Also, do pet stores sell monkeys? <laughs> I'm no, I don't think so, right? Like, are monkeys legally allowed to be owned? I don't know what the rules are in France. Yeah, maybe. I don't know either. Because that guy's in some shit, right? Who, Joe Exotic, who's in jail? No, I mean the, the, the pet store owner in the Highlander episode. Maybe. I mean, like, when all this, I, I, I don't know, again, is, you know, Duncan never reports anything to the police, uh, but it appears that there is a uh, submarine base that has vials of a horrible virus in it. Uh, you know, somebody should know about that. Uh, and I guess the police would ask, where the fuck did he get all these monkeys to test this stuff on? And then you got the pet shop owner who is, like, weirdly a uh, accomplice in some global virus scheme. Well, who knows? Maybe France has different laws about that. Maybe. Also, I should note that my dogs have started cuddling. I don't know if we can get this, but there they are. Wow. Just go, just go to cuddle town like adorable little monsters. Uh, yeah, good point. Screw this pet shop guy. Would you guys own a monkey? No. No. All right. Oh, so easy to answer that. Yeah, no monkey for me. No monkey. No monkey. No monkey, no monkey. All right. Mo monkey, mo problem. That's right. All right, a reminder, everybody, stay tuned to the end of the episode for a big reveal teaser thing. It's going to be cool. Amen. Next email is all you. So this email is from Keith. <laughs> oh, that's right. This <laughs> I forgot what the next one was. Stone of Schoon episode. Keith Theory from Keith. Keith Theory. His name is Crimmins because he is a criminal. <laughs> and huh? it it should be noted that this email does spell criminal as though yes. <laughs> it was criminals. Yes. And it's quite good. That's ace wordplay right there. Thank you very much. And it should be noted that 
sometimes late at night, I send myself or I send our inbox these emails when I have a random thought about an episode. I'm like, ooh, this is stupid. You I send it to read to you. That's right. Love mm. to see it. Who is Crimmins again? He, he was, was like the executioner guy. He oh, like owned the bar. Right. Like, yeah, he did he like own that her. bar, he which later her. became like a fancy gentleman's club? He was yeah. gross. And he was burping and stuff. Yeah. Honestly, just like, <laughs> but then he goes on to be a fancy man. He is yeah. a fancy man. That makes sense. Yep. Well, Eamon, you really lucked out reading that one, huh? Yeah. I got to read the next one. Lucky me. Not that the next email's bad. It's just longer. It's not long either. It's just longer. No, it's long. All right. Yeah, you Here were we wrong. go. Uh, right, uh, this is from Jim S. And again, we should mention that uh, Jim S. sent us a box of stuff and we're going to do an unboxing video at some point. Uh, and also, uh, Jill S. sent us a, a, a tube of stuff that we're going to unbox as well at some point on a different episode. But. Unfortunately, they were also full of kittens. Um, yep. Yep. <laughs> so, ooh. We'll get to those at some point. They'll be fine. Um, yeah, I'm sure they're good. Yeah. So this is about the Stone of Schoon from Jim S. Uh, from September. I'm glad you like this comedy. We have six minutes left. Should we stop? Sorry, I just realized. I think we have time for this one, and then we call it. Okay. All right. So this email from Jim S. Stone of Schoon. Glad you like this comedy. In one of the DVD intros by David Abramowitz, he said they often tried comedy, but they but the only guarantee they had was Roger Daltrey. Fair. Um, as to the newsreel footage, they were just following a movie tradition. In films like The Thin Man, movies would have a scene where there might be a spinning newspaper announcing the plot, or there might be a narrator speaking, explaining details, uh, while scenes of people running around doing this sort of thing uh, in the background played. Uh, things like police rushing to their cars or gangsters doing a drive-by. Um, as long as they had the real footage, why not use it? Uh, I agree to an extent. Mm -hmm. What are you guys thinking? I think they gild the lily a little bit in the yeah. Like, I think we were all aware of, like, the, the context of what that, like, that's a reference to these old movies and stuff. We just didn't think it was needed and uh, kind of weird. And the fact that it had, like, weird clips of Amanda in the newsreel footage. That was crazy. Although, yeah, like, uh, knowing that this was, like, a real event and these were real news, real footage, like, newsreel footage was kind of cool, I think. That is great. I mean, that's uh, I just don't know if it was, like, needed to be incorporated into this episode or I don't know if there's a better way to do it or who knows. Yeah um he goes on uh as to the book um another storytelling trope notice how it was used in the 1720 scenes at a time when newsreels didn't exist huh appropriate tropes for appropriate times as to duncan stealing the stone and putting it on a golf course why that's the most scottish thing he could have done on a more serious note episode informs two previous episodes wrath uh wrath of collie Duncan basically lets Kamal get away with killing the art dealer. He doesn't act until Kamal is going to kill the professor. Duncan really did understand how it, uh, how it felt to have the English go and steal cultural artifacts. Another, that's interesting. Uh, oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, also, showing how warm and great Mac and Fitz's friendship is really brings home what a bastard Callus uh, was and makes Starcross that much more sad. Um, I really like this episode and how it used storytelling tropes for uh, a film and comedy. Um, just look at the ransom of Richard Redstone to see how bad a comedy episode can <laughs> keep up the good work. Yeah. Thank you, Jim. Night and day between those two episodes. Totally. Absolutely. I like this Wrath of Kali point. Uh, because there is like the Max anti occasional anti-English bias can come through. Yeah, it makes sense that he would have that. 
Yeah. Yeah. Being a Scotsman. Mm. Yeah. When uh, I was in the UK over the summer, which was very fun, but one of the museums I went to that honestly, with the limited time I had, I think I would have skipped was like the National Museum with all of the pilfered <laughs> artifacts from all over the place. At first off, it was just so unbelievably crowded and whatnot. But it was amazing how many pamphlets they had to scatter throughout the place about basically justifying why the hell they had this stuff. Mm. Like the big example was like the pieces of the Parthenon that, you know, Greece has been trying really hard to get back for a very long time. And if you go to the actual site in Greece, they have replicas of it. Don't you think and, it looks better like in a, you know, a crowded room than like, than on a big hill, like on the <laughs> Greece countryside, no? Yeah. So it was just, uh, it was just interesting because this is not something that's over by any stretch of the imagination. And it's, you know, it is kind of messed up that, uh, you know, these artifacts are kind of looted. Mm. You shouldn't kill people about it, but it's messed up. Yeah. Eamon, I have a question for you. Yes, sir. What is that coffee drink you're drinking? Are you drinking one of those fancy whipped? Yep. Uh, good, Megan, right? Megan, my girlfriend, made one of these. They're delicious. They're really good, right? Yeah, I really yeah. like I made one last week. It was very yummy. Mm. So I don't know if you guys have seen that. The like, it's it's all over the internet. It's like an inst You take like instant coffee, and uh, you whip it up. It's yeah. really good. It is really good. Right. You should try it. All right. Our next message is from friend of the show Mark, who's bringing us three things. Actually, this time, three things about us. Oh. So this is this is a deep cut right here. Uh. So here we go. First off, here's three things about. Highlander rewatched Chronicle 16, colon, The Rewatchers. Ooh. Uh, point the first. Seconded on a Star Wars rewatch from you guys. The ninth movie will be out by the time you're ready. What, how do you guys feel about that? I could totally do a deep dive on Star Wars, but I'm kind of obsessed with it. I could talk about Star Wars every day of my life. Wow. wow. Well, this is something to think about, if, if for no other reason than just for fun. Yeah. Um, and God knows there's enough Star Wars stuff out there. I just finished The Mandalorian. Into it. Well, oh. I love The Mandalorian. Did I think it's the best Disney Star Wars property, by, and it's not close. Oh, I agree. I it's agree. good. Mando. Mando. The uh, mm -hmm. Se uh, Second point. I am Canadian, and I'm angry that you didn't get through all the snacks. Which is, uh, you know, we do get a lot of snacks. Sometimes we don't eat them all on screen, which is unfortunate. We should. Yeah, did, were there any we didn't end up trying on screen? I think we eventually did try almost all of them, right? I mean, Eamon and, oh, Eamon and I made pancakes. That's, <laughs> That's true. Right. But then it was not filmed because I didn't hit the record button. Tragic. Very tragic and very upsetting. <laughs> very, very upsetting, but mm. very pancake. Well, I, hear, I hope they were good. Uh, he also notes that as a Canadian, I'm very sorry for the angry tone in the previous sentence. <laughs> That's, <funny. laughs> That's good stuff. And then third, uh, if the upcoming episode on modern Prometheus doesn't physically compare Eamon to Efron McAsh, there will be a riot. <laughs> did we compare Eamon to Efron McAsh? I don't think we did. You know, as soon as you say it, I can see it. Yeah. Do you, do you welcome the comparison, Eamon? 
I do, especially if I look as good as he does when I am his age, which somehow I, I do not think will be the case unless I put put some work in. <laughs> he's a he's a right. dashing fellow. Yeah. yeah. Are you as adroit with him as a knife? No. Well, I ever tell you guys about the time I uh, stabbed myself really badly with a giant butcher knife? Uh, nope. No. So I was a junior in college. So this will show you what a moron I am. Uh, I was in my apartment and I had some frozen hamburgers that I was going to cook, but they were like pre-made patties. So do you know how they were like all frozen together in like a- Yeah. Oh uh, no. And they can be tricky to separate in your- Yeah. So how do you think I, in all my endless knowledge, decided I would uh, separate these patties? I'm guessing there's like a meat cleaver involved. Yep, with the largest knife I owned. I was like, I'll just slip it in between the two patties. So I like put it on the thing and it just like slips immediately and stabs right into here. Mm. And it's like really deep and blood just starts shooting out. <laughs> Did you go to the hospital? Yeah, I like lived within walking distance of the emergency room. So I just like got a clump of towels and just put it on my hand and walked to the emergency room. And they were like, wow, you're bleeding a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, yes, please help. Yeah, I had to get stitches and like, I could see like inside my hand. It was really gross. Mm, uh, don't, I do not like it. Yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> but then they put me in like the back emergency room. So I guess I wouldn't bleed all over the place or something. And some lady was back there with me and no doctors were around. She was just like... I'm just here to get drugs. I'm just trying to get some drugs. <laughs> I was like, okay. Why are you telling me this, person? Yeah, I was like, uh. But then You're the doctor. Flex, but okay. Yeah, the doctor was like, ah, uh, you should just leave. Oh, wow. All right. Not to me, but to the other person. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, but there is more to this email. Moving on. The Stone of Schoon. I remember quite the hubbub on the old alt.tv.highlander newsgroup when this one came out. Was oh. it canon? Was it a bedtime story? Who cares, as long as it had three of our favorite immortals goofing around together. <laughs> uh, I'm putting this affectation on it, Mark. I, don't, I hope it's consistent with your intended tone. Uh, <laughs> just as charming as I recall, and it had a great, um, was a great breath of fresh air for the season. In my opinion, the third best of Highlander's comedy episodes Ooh. after Till Death and Double Eagle. Interesting. Mm. I'm sure to remember, did we rank the, the comedy episodes at any point? I think we did at some point. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what our order was. Double Eagle, I know in my book, is behind Stone of Schoon, not ahead of it. Interesting. Uh, Jang, Ma Mahjang. Did you name one of your kittens Mahjang? I did not. Oh, I guess you can't eat it like a noodle. That is not a noodle. <laughs> Isn't it? Sorry. I've been playing this game wrong my whole life. Uh, anyway. Noodle. His three things about Stone of Schoon. First, as Mac and Fitz book it from somewhere under Westminster Abbey, Fitz is overheard yelling, run away, run away, in a clear tribute to Monty Python and the Holy Grail, and a pretty early indication that one should not take the episode at all seriously. Fair That's enough. That's a good call. Yeah, that is a good call. I don't think I actually noticed that uh, reference. I didn't either. Run away. 
I did recently rewatch that movie, and it's a blast. Um, I love that movie. I rewatched it too, oddly enough. Yeah. Keith, did you watch it? The last Monty Python movie I watched was a couple months ago, and it was Life of Brian. Uh, good choice. Good choice. That's the one I've seen the least. It's funny. It's like, yeah, I don't know. It's not one of their most uh, well-remembered movies or something, but it's really funny. I don't know. All their stuff is funny. And then I started watching the show again, which was really fun. Nice. Point the second. One thing that sort of killed the did this happen discussion of the episode was that the future time frame was in 1950. Uh, In the admittedly loose canon of the show, Duncan and Amanda supposedly hadn't seen each other between 1926 and 1993. Uh, That's between Money No Object and The Lady and the Tiger. As mentioned in dialogue, Although when they meet in Nazi Germany in the 1930s, they did mention in dialogue what amounted to, oh yeah, that too. (laughs) Incidentally, this was also the first of only two Highlander episodes completely set in the past. Ooh. Yeah, did we talk about the continuity of Mac and Amanda's relationship at all? I don't think we did. That's a good pull, though. Good work, Mark. Yeah, so either it means the episode's inconsistent or it's proof positive that this is uh, like a fairy tale. A Highlander fairy tale? Uh, I tried to ask the director, but he was of no help. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Uh, Yeah, that's right. We did ask Richard that, and he was just like, I don't know. They did all that stuff in post. Not my my thing. Yeah. It's not my bag, baby. Yeah. Point the third. The first of the newsreel segments was the silliest in many ways. I believe the episode was running short, seeing as they spliced in Amanda's face from footage meant for later in the episode. However, you guys missed that the jewel she was looking at in a kaleidoscope style was actually the Methuselah stone in a shot cribbed from from its episode when it was sitting in the crappy old watcher headquarters that anyone could get into. Wow. That is amazing. That is good work there. That is. Uh, and here's some bonus material for you guys. Uh, Highlander Uncut was indeed both groundbreaking and ridiculous in many ways. I never saw it myself, but some of the fans who did noticed the crappy quality of the or- original footage and limited scope uh, of the included editing software. Some of the footage uh, has found its way online over the years, and he provides us with a link to some of the footage from that Highlander uncut CD-ROM thing where you can make your own Highlander stuff. So we'll have to check that out. At yeah, some totally. Point. Maybe post, uh, post these links so other people can enjoy the fruits of Mark's labor. But that's pretty cool. Thanks, yeah. Mark. How, how big was the CD at the time? I'm trying to remember. Was that like 700 megabytes? Is that about right? Or is that too big? That's really cool. Reason, my head was 450, but I don't remember why. Huh. Because I know, like, DVDs are how many gigs? How do I not remember this? I, like, do this all the time. Anyway, like, each episode on the DVDs are, like, what, two, 300 megabytes, I think? So they must it have really CD compressed ROMs. some footage yeah. <laughs> to make uh, it fit on, like, a CD. CD-ROMs were generally 700 megabytes. Look at that. So you nailed it. Good job. Nailed it. Uncut Gems. Highlander Uncut Gems. That's right. You like that movie, right, Eamon? I did. I liked it very much. I still haven't seen it. 
It's very good. You should watch it. All of our that. listeners should watch it. You should also watch Good Time by the same directors. That is very good. Mm. No pun intended. It's a good time. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. All right. So we got two more emails to go. Uh, and these are like general emails that we've gotten, uh, not necessarily about a specific episode. And some of these are actually even more recent. Uh, so we're going to go through all those too at some point. What's that, Heyman? General email. That's right. General email. Service. All right. This is uh, from Peter F. And the subject is new fans saying hi. And uh, this is just uh, from the other week, March 6th. So great. Hey. Uh, hi, guys. I'm a huge fan of Highlander, having watched it as it came out back in the 90s and just started my own rewatch, which led me to your show. Uh, I'm loving you reminiscing and recapping. I was totally uh, all in back in the day, too. Long hair, trench coat, custom hair ties, replica swords, the works. Oh, man. Hey, it's like, it's like I wrote this email. Is this another <laughs> late night Keith email? Although I would, I would not. I never wore a trench coat. No, you had the you had the sweet denim number. I did have that sweet denim number. Uh, my high school friends and I were also totally frustrated with the show's unwillingness to explain exactly what the quick hitting gave Immortals. To me, it's the show's biggest weakness. Um, we were big uh, World of Darkness. Well, we were big World of Darkness players. Uh, everyone generally yes. playing different beings. Good choice. Uh, so it wasn't hard for us to just work Immortals into the game using the existed WOD metrics. Um, we had Immortals gain specific skills, uh, for example, knife throwing, lock picking, languages, etc., uh, through the quickening. Characters also had quickening points, uh, kind of like mana that they could use to rapid heal, uh, return from death quicker, perform bouts of speed or strength, etc. Uh, the show only hints at these things, uh, but thought uh, it worked and made sense. Obviously, obviously, it's not canon, but I thought you'd be interested in our take since it's definitely more satisfying than one the show. The, the explanation the show gives. Uh, working my way through the back catalog, Pete from San Diego. Good Thank choice, you, Pete. 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 You've probably seen this already, but uh, Onyx Path Publishing just reprinted all of the old World of Darkness games and actually gave, gave away several of the uh, core books to people as stuff to read during quarantine. Um, so uh, I don't know if those are still available for free, but they're out there. Cool. That was a message for six people. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, the point about uh, quickenings giving you—I don't know—we we talk about that. I think a little bit on the show that, like, it, who knows what they do? And in some weird ways, it's irrelevant, I guess. Uh, but I don't know. The I think the problem to me, the problem is that they want to have it both ways. You know, I am fine with the quickenings just being very vague and they just kind of talk about it nebulously, and there's some vague idea that if you have a lot, that probably means you're stronger, and you just never really engage with what that means. But so much of the Highlander media then dives deep into that, and all of a sudden you're playing with the idea that like it changes your personality, or it does all these different things. So it's like simultaneously irrelevant on one hand, and like has all these really intense rules on the other hand. It just creates this tension that they they never resolve. Like, yeah. Well, it's like know. one episode Duncan says something like, "Oh, but you don't gain memories from quickenings or whatever." And I'm just it doesn't like, work that way. Just don't include that line in the script because then if you <laughs> want to do that later, right. <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> there's nothing to contradict you. Right. It's like it's like the the itchy or the Simpsons episode where the nerd is like, <laughs> "Itchy hits when Itchy plays Scratchy's." 
rib cage like a xylophone. Oh, that's right. He hits the same bone twice, but produces two different sounds. It's like nerds like us are going to jump on that if you do something later. So just don't, <laughs> don't include it. Right. Can, do we have to finish the rest of the episode talking like comic book guy? Uh-oh. Yes, we do. <laughs> or he talks <laughs> more like this. Worst reader mail ever. <laughs> it's a very... Uh, it's a very rare picture of Adrian Paul signed by Christoph Lambert. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. Do we have uh, any more to go through? We have here? one more. One more. Who, who wants to wrap us up? Uh, I can read it. All right. Ooh, and this is a uh, patron message from Rachel Ann W. and Ryder W. Hopefully I pronounced your name correctly. Thanks for all the content over the years. You guys have the most professional and funniest podcast we listen to. Dang. I eat it, Scott Arkerman. Eat it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Keith, you get all the kudos for it being professional. And I guess Eamon gets most of the credit for it being funny. Uh, I think, then then these two people are going to look up Scott Ackerman, listen to him, and then be like, oh, he's, he's much funnier than you guys. Yeah, he's both funnier and more professional. We're screwed. <laughs> I just said he's much funny. <laughs> <laughs> yes, much funny. Much funny. Good I, muchly. Muchly. I, Rachel Ann, Rachel Ann, I don't know. How I would you say Rachel Ann. Rachel Ann. I'm a li lifelong Highlander fan, and I've been listening to you since season two. Wow. Still refresh the podcast page every week, hoping to see a new episode. Reiner and I have been listening since we started dating, and now that we are both unemployed, thanks, COVID-19. Oh, geez. We will re-listen to the whole catalog. Thank you all for the hard work that goes into it. We don't need more magnets. Is I'll uh, I'll just cut that last part out. That's sure. that's for us. But um, yeah, uh, I'm very sorry to hear about your uh, unemployment, and I'm glad you uh, can re-listen to our episodes. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that is good. That's like a, a good way to pass the time. Not to give us a shameless plug here, but there's a lot of hours. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, there's there's tons of sweet sweet content, baby. Yeah, four five years of content. <laughs> Good, Molly. <laughs> Molly. Well, thank you very much for that email. That's great. Yeah, thank you so much. It's very kind, and uh, I hope you get that employment situation figured out soon. Yeah, it's rough, but we're uh, the Highlander community is here for you. If to do not if if to do nothing else but to hopefully entertain you. Until this all blows over. Yeah. Eamon, I see you got a refill. That's right. Actually, it's just an enormous glass. <laughs> this is the same glass. It's the same amount? Yep. Wow. I've just been sipping on it. No, well, it looks delicious. I'm eyeing it up. I like that straw. You get a refill. My nice. butter beer. Wow. Look at this. You also have a metal straw, Kyle? I do. This was a yeah. gift from my mom that for some reason during this pandemic I've started using exclusively. I don't know why. Cut down on uh, risk factors. Do you like the uh, straight straw or the uh, the curved straw? I actually prefer the curved straw, but I think all of those are being washed presently. Ah, so, straight straw territory. Very good. Straight straw. Uh, well, thanks everybody for joining us this week. Again, make sure to stick around to the very, very end of the episode uh, for a special teaser. It's cool. Uh, and, um, and since we're you know doing lots of reader mail and that sort of thing, uh, hit us up. 
send us uh, your emails and your thoughts and all that sort of stuff to highlanderrewatched at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll be reading it soon on the show. Make it good. Make it good. That is true. Yeah. Honestly, make, make them good. <laughs> write them, write them, write them uh, you know, with the intent that they may be read on the show. Uh, you know, that helps us a lot. Uh, you know, it's good. Do our work for us. Right? <laughs> good times. Well, uh, yeah, so we'll be coming at you again with another Reader Mail episode soon. And we're still trying to organize doing some sort of like Facebook Live thing uh, that we can kind of all do as a group together, which will be really fun. Um, yeah, anything else you guys want to say before we sign off? Just everybody stay safe out there. Um, we want you all healthy and happy. And that's what's most important. So just be careful and be safe and don't do anything foolish. Yeah, if you get sick, it's really bad for our stats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally kidding. I like the numbers where they are, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, please stay safe. Stay uh stay engaged. If you uh know someone who's not doing so hot, call them. Tell them to listen to our show. They can be our friends. <laughs> um, sure. You know. It's uh it's it's weird times, but we'll all make it through. So That's right. One week at a time. Absolutely. One reader mail episode at a time. Uh, so yeah, we'll see you next week. Uh, someone said, be safe. Uh, we're your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Eamon. Bye. Bye. Bye.